0: Episode 46, Empowerment and Passion, Why Work can Live Any Other Way. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclare, and today, we're Dr. Danelli Holder, PhD, Perspective. Join 2017 Podcast Awards-nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclare, as he gets a rarely-seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear A Doctor's Perspective couldn't be more thrilled. It might be a mini series or it might be a nice long series. It just depends on how many guests I can get lined up in a row. Right now we got psychologists, medical doctors, and more. We're doing a spotlight on African-American doctors, men and women. So stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. You're going to find out all about what they do, what their specialty is, maybe some unique struggles, some unique cultural experiences on top of some amazing knowledge that we can listen to. Learn and implement to make our practices and our life better. The African American Doctor Holiday Season Series on a Doctor's Perspective. Let's do this. Welcome back. Week three of our African American Doctor Series. We have a PhD today, Dr. Holder. She is a great interviewer because she has so much passion in her voice about what she does, and you can really feel it. I love it. We will go into things like depression and anxiety. Are you crazy if you see a therapist? We touch, of course, on her unique gifts and abilities, a little bit of a little bit of ageism, sexism and racism. But mostly we focus on empowering yourself, empowering your relationships and what to look for if you do feel like you're going to be burned out in your profession. Show notes can be found at a doctor's perspective slash four six travel tip at the end of the show. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China. Welcome to the show. We have a PhD in human services and counseling, a master's degree in education and rehabilitation counseling. She's a licensed psychotherapist, board certified national counselor and clinical mental health counselor. She utilizes various therapeutic orientations to assist individuals in developing coping skills to overcome problem life areas. Welcome to the show, Dr. Danelli Holder.
1: Hi, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. So glad to see you. So glad to hear your voice. And I'm ready to jump right in. How about you?
1: Yes, 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 sir. Yes, doc.
0: (laughs) All right. So there's a lot of things you can do in life. How did you pick psychotherapy and going all the way to the PhD level for that matter?
1: Well, it chose me. I was going to be a lawyer. I was the nerd that looked at Matlock at nine years old. I was going to be a lawyer, maybe as I got older, maybe a judge, but I was not thinking counseling at all. What got me into counseling was, um, I, I got waitlisted for law school. And then my bachelor's degree, um, school sent me a letter stating that they're having these new counseling programs, master's program in counseling. And if you're interested, you know, to give first dips to the, the graduates. And so I'm like, well, as, as I'm waitlisted for the, um, law school thing, let me check out this, um, counseling. Why not? Because I like, I don't like, um, I don't like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't like just waiting around. You know, I feel like there's purpose in everything. So I said to myself, all right, well, let me try this. And even if I do get into law school, I can always, when I graduate the master's program, I can always go back because when you get accepted to any school of any kind, you always have that, um, you can you can delay the admissions um, the admissions to go in. So I said, okay, I'll do just that. And so I did the, the master's program in counseling. I started, I got interviewed, I exams all of that. And I got in and I loved it. I said, what the, I, I've never <laughs> been in love in any educational program whatsoever. I go in, I do what I have to do and I graduate. I do not play around. And so with this, I'm like learning about myself because, you know, the counseling and the program, you got to learn about yourself before you can counsel others. Um, I'm, 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 right. I'm going over different areas in my life. I'm like, ooh crying over certain things. Ooh I need to heal over that. I mean, it was interesting. I loved it because it, it, it forced me to be introspective and to learn about me. So when you learn about you, you can learn about other people. And so what ended up happening was I didn't get into law school, but I didn't care. I was in this. I was in this. And one thing that I didn't realize was I was already doing this before I even knew about counseling. I, always, I, was, I, I was always the go-to person, the go-to friend, the go-to sister, mm. you know, to help people up with their issues. I just didn't know you get paid for it. <laughs> I, I really didn't know that. <laughs> so here I am doing the master's level thing, and I loved it. The only thing I didn't like too much was the, the measurements and appraisals part and the statistical this and the, oh, what? <laughs> Yeah. Overall, it was a blessing. It was really great. Graduated. I got well. My internship turned into my my job, which worked out really great. And I was able. Yeah, it worked out really awesome. And I was able to go through it. But then what ended up happening was I was working this counseling thing. I I think at first I started as a vocational career counselor, and then I liked it. It was okay. And then I got and then I um went to another job doing the same thing but a little bit more. And then I said, okay, well I like this, but I want to do more. So I got into substance, the, the substance abuse field and I enjoyed that, but I always felt that I was being limited because with certain, uh, with counseling, there's so many different areas you can go into, but it limits you if it's one or two areas. So I said, man, I'm getting bored here. I want to do more. Like, what can I do? So then I got into the, so I went back to school and I actually was going for my double, my double, uh, double master's in healthcare management. I was going for my MBA in healthcare management. So I was like, you know what? mm mm-hmm. Let me try that. Let me do that. But what ended up happening was accounting was kicking my butt. Subjects do not kick my butt. I'm, 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 I am I'm, go to tutoring if needed. I got, but this, I, I couldn't get it. It was statistical something and accounting. I just could not get it. And I said, oh, my gosh, I can't quit school. I just started this thing. What am I going to do? So I spoke to my advisor, and he said, well we have our, our our doctoral programs in this in this in the school so maybe you may want to try that so i was like i don't want to do that i don't want to teach i don't i'm alright for what i don't want to be for i don't want to be I'm, I'm good but i checked it out anyway and guess what i fell in love again <laughs> with this awesome program it it, it, it cuz it listed all the classes you'd be taking for the for the uh for the years you were there and i loved everything i i was familiar with it like Yes, I, yes, I enjoyed every, like, I loved it. And even when I went into it, now again, so I had him shift me to the PhD program and then I, um, started looking at this, the course load. I never forgot though, the first time I looked at my syllabus and I was like, it was just pages because doctoral programs is pages of, 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 of syllabus. You know, your syllabus is like one or two or three pages. Yeah five or six pages and i'm and i'm going through every page so i'm like oh ooh, do not get anxiety over this you can do this oh boy righty, because it was a lot of work <laughs> but you know what yeah it was a lot of work that i could have done and i enjoyed it and i've been a a's a's every, every ever, ever since because i loved and i enjoyed what i was doing and so that's what got me into the doctoral program and then with me i always with the counseling fielders you, ha- you always have to be licensed to be um uh, to, to practice anywhere So I went and I took exams for my licensures, um, in Jersey and in, in, in in New York. And then I got, um, and then I got into Jersey and I got licensed there. And then I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about other States currently, but as of this point, it's just New York, New Jersey. Here I am. And I've been doing it ever since.
0: So much passion, too.
1: I love counseling, man. I, oh, I love it. I enjoy it, man. I get excited helping people. Mm, I high five my clients and everything. Like, you got that? You finally got that? All right, we're going again. Because for me, I <laughs> empower people. I just don't listen to your problems. I, 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 I see you like, okay, so you come to me with a problem, right? People don't understand. Like As people are telling me their problem, I'm already seeing the solution with a future. Mm-hmm. Because My goal is to see you less. I'm not helping you if 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 you're coming to me 10, 12, 14, 15 years down the road with the same exact problem. Now, if it's different problems, obviously so that's understandable. But if it's the same exact yeah. problem, what are we doing? Come on now, we we got to do something. You you got to empower you because my ultimate goal is helping people to empower them so they can help themselves help their relationships help and, and that turns into a family turns into the community and the world because I can't counsel everybody I can get to everybody but if I can reach one or two people they can reach the world I'm just saying that's my dream sorry yeah
0: yeah When? no that's <laughs> great you don't hear this passion every day that's for sure so so at this point you you have the background you get your PhD. What are you seeing now? Kind of the same stuff? Or because you have now the, the higher degree, you're you're not pigeonholed? Like, it sounds like at first you're, you're starting to get pigeonholed and getting bored, but now you're wide open and you can accept whatever kind of patients you want? Or do you focus in on certain topics now?
1: Well, I think eventually I'm going to focus in on certain topics, but because I'm just enjoying myself right now, I can see anybody and see anything. I can see, yeah, I can see anyone. I enjoy... The ability to help others in any areas of their life it, it's a, for me it's like you accept me or you I'm honored that you give me that part of your life that you didn't give others, so I treasure that, and i don't make it a frivolous moment many times i've I've had potential clients crying to me saying that I really wanted to work with my past counselor, but it's been painful because. They're not giving me what I need. And even though I tell them it's not what I need anymore, it's like they don't listen. They just have their own quota. And I say, well, I'm so sorry that you've, you've gone through that. And then we we, work, we, we go forward. Because for me, I, I'm not going to have a client continue to bash another counselor because I don't know the full story. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can help the this, the client, the potential client, get to whatever their issue is so, so we can go forward in that area. Because my, my, my sessions are not about negativity. They're not about you know pulling anyone down. It's like, all right, well, well, this has happened. I'm so, so sorry for your experience. How can we go forward where you're okay and we, 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 we do better for the next time kind of thing?
0: You see? No, that's completely understandable. I mean, I went to one one time and I was like, wow, this is I just didn't feel like we jived at all. Mm-hmm. And then you make some calls, you have a couple other appointments and you're like, with somebody else and you're like, Oh, okay. So this is what counseling could be like. This is, this is good. This is much better. This is what I expected it to be based on. That was my major as well to begin with was my undergrad is actually psychology. And uh, yeah, so it's just nice to see that there is a difference. And I mean, I think it's good to probably find out like, well, why are you disappointed? You know, if they have, you know, you got to spend a little time probably just to be like, okay,
1: absolutely, let's
0: not cross the same path because this obviously rubs you wrong. Yes. That other one didn't really do anything wrong. It's just you didn't like it.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Because <laughs> if you got that relationship, isn't it kind of, I don't want to say a divorce, but it's, it could be traumatic. If you it already had trauma it. and you're they're having to change to counsel, me. you're like, oh, I got to do this all over again.
1: Yeah, they're crying to me. Obviously it's traumatic. You know, it's, it's sad, yeah. but keep it moving with that. You know, Listen.
0: What's something that someone can do if they've been to a counselor for I don't know like a couple of months And they're like I really need a change But my goodness I have to start all over and spend all this time and money with a brand new one Is there any way to beat up the process like where they just spend that first two sessions? Huge overview of what has been going on or do you just have to start from scratch?
1: Well there's a couple of questions. I have to list those questions on my website, but there's a couple of questions that you just want to ask in the in the initial stages of counseling. That um, to your counselor, you know, like you know, what's what's their professional background? What 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 got them into counseling? Um, you know, what is it that um makes it where um what's what's their practice? What what's their termination phase? If if things are not working out, like how how do we speak through that? and a lot of clients a lot of they don't know how to do those things because for them they just trust the counselor and that's it and mm-hmm. I always tell uh, my clients, at least some of them, if the immediate, because sometimes I have emergency sessions where I can't get too deep into me. I have to go straight into what they're doing because they're crying. I mean, they don't want to hear about me. It's about them. <laughs> However, right. there's times and moments, and even after that, where I'm like, all right, well, here's my stuff. You know, you, do you want to hear about that? And sometimes they're like, okay, sure. But really, they're so focused on their problem, which is understandable, that the timing to even go into, okay, well, my practice is this and this, that, and the yeah, other. They just want help. And so if they're able to get that quick help, they almost immediately know, oh, I'm coming back to you again because, you you know, after mm. the first session, first two sessions, if you you, you can vibe with a person. And I, I tell people, feel that vibe. If you, it's a vibe. It's like in a relationship. If you're not vibing with that blonde date, you're not going to have a second date. You know, it's, it's the same thing with a counselor. Mm-hmm. You have to have that vibe with them so that they understand that, you know, or you understand that maybe this may not work out. And people don't listen to it because, you know, they're like, oh, well, I have insurance and I can't pay for this counselor. And and, it, and it's that. So I say, well, go back to your insurance and get another one from your insurance. Just do, do, keep on going until you're comfortable with that person because it's your life. You know? Yeah. Go there. I go there with them. Yes.
0: Yeah, It's, it's the same that even with our own mental health, we have to say, I only got four providers and you're the closest one. Yeah. That's yeah. how I picked yeah. you. I mean, that's kind of how I picked my, one of the ones that I did, mm. but it turned out to be a good situation. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it works.
0: Lost insurance. Kept paying cash. It was really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think you kind of answered it, but you might have a brand new answer. (laughs) What would you consider your specialty? What makes you so unique and what does you just love coming to work to see?
1: Empowerment. It's not a specialty. I like empowering people. I love empowering people. It blesses my heart. I when people come into my office for any issue, any, they're tearing up, they're crying or whatever. And they're leaving my office laughing with a future goal or or a future, you know, or they were thinking suicidal thoughts. And like, you know, we talk it through and they're like, they're, they're, they're with me and they're on another goal and teaching someone else. Don't do it. That, Oh my goodness. It's no, no other feeling like it. I empowered you to, to, to change your whole like dynamic to be, For positivity? Are you kidding me? To help someone else where you can even help yourself? That's huge for me. Huge.
0: I like it. (laughs) There's not much else. I mean, that's (laughs) that's a good that's a good sum up, (laughs) Doctor Holder. Empowerment 101. (laughs) Do you give seminars and uh, coaching and, and speaking engagements and all that?
1: Well, I do. Um, I get invited to do conferences like I did. Um, I think I did a Feb one way back in February. And I think I did one, look it with, with this August, I think. I think it's on my Instagram pages. I do so many things around the world. I don't post everything, but um, I do know I do. I do do some conferences. I do do some speaking and um, engagements at times. I get invited here and there. And I pick whatever works with my schedule. Um, the coaching I have not been getting as much as, but more speaking, more empowering people uh, to do better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. Is it at, at corporations or at psychology conferences?
1: Actually, it's at it's it's at business events, it's at conferences for relationships, schools, whatever else have I been. Different, like, international conferences, um, and I just speak about empowering, you know, the, the, the person's um, self. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any misconceptions? I, I mean, that's a, that's a can of worms here. So what are the most common misconceptions maybe about yourself and also the profession that you're in?
1: Well, with the counseling profession, it's like, oh, I can't see a counselor because um, I'll be considered crazy. That's the worst because a lot of people they miss it is because a lot of people are hurting and it's not because you're crazy you need counseling no sometimes you just need the help to have someone to listen to because you don't have anyone to talk to our bodies are designed to love our bodies are designed to to accept love we you know the distance world has has made it where we have to protect ourselves and 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 not and for, from the harm of this world and so You know, when you have been in situations or issues or conversations or whatever, and it has hurt you, and you have no one else to release that hurt or pain to, it gets bottled up. And then there's depression, there's certain diseases. I mean, I'm telling you, I feel like the depression, anxiety, all that, I feel it's all connected to our emotions and and connected to the things that we keep deep inside that we're not able to speak about. I feel like people do not take the time to get their mental health together, they get their bodies together, maybe their financial stuff together, you know, oh, but the mental health part, they're like, oh, that's for crazy people. I don't need that. Not realizing, no, you need to talk to people about things, please, you know, so that's that's one of the main ones that um I've been, I've been trying to break down here and there. But that's one of the main ones.
0: Do you find that people's guilt, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe it's guilt or abuse or whatever, Leads to a lot of the depression and anxiety that they experience and they just don't actually realize it?
1: All the time. All the time. All the time. I can't tell you how many people. It's funny. OK, let me give you. An, OK, people come to me for one thing. Right. And I, and I, and I will say I say it inside, but potential clients come to me for one thing. But I know, I know as I dig deeper, it's three, four, five, six different things. You go back to the childhood, Oof. you go back to the teenage years. And you guys, oh, oh, yeah, I was abused. I'm like, thanks for letting me know that. Or or I was this or I was that. And it's like, hmm. And I connect the dots what they didn't see before. And they're like, wait a minute. So that's why I've been feeling betrayed or that's why I don't trust this person or that person because this was happening to me in my childhood. And I'm like, what you think? Because I don't just tell them. Oh, bro, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what you know to be is true. I'm going to reveal to you because I tell them I'm your partner here. You know, I'm not a teacher saying you need to do this. You need no. I'm your partner here. I'm, I'm like a detective. I reveal things that you, that, 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 that maybe you, you, you didn't spot. I'm like your blind spotter kind of thing. And I kind of reveal mm-hmm. things to you and Hey, you can take it. And I tell my clients all the time, you take it or leave it. Hey, who am I? I always say, who am I? And they start laughing. But the point is that I, I reveal to them, Hey, this is what may be going on. Okay, you can choose to accept it or not, but the sooner you accept it, we can move forward because, again, people are in a lot of denial because they have pride. Mm-hmm. They're very pompous, they're stubborn. They're like, listen, no, no, that's not me. That's, I'm like, okay. And then give it another two or three sessions. You're right, doc. That's me. <laughs> Never fails. Never fails.
0: I mean, they've, back, they've packaged that up and so good. shipped that all the way to the far ends of the earth. They're not looking to, uh, to open that anytime soon.
1: But what's happening is, the 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 arms of it is reaching all over the and making their life so messy
0: yeah Mm -hmm. do you happen to find a trend in some of the the concerns that patients ask over and over again
1: am i really crazy is something wrong with me do you think i'm crazy did my what was the other one um do you think he loves do you think he really loves me when it comes to relationships
0: um Mm
1: -hmm. am i enough i don't think too much of myself I'm just, I'm just trying to think at the top of my head. Those are the few that comes to mind um, immediately.
0: Well, ask some deep questions in a hurry, too.
1: Just, uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, you just start looking them. at those, you're like, oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of hurting people out there and a lot of insecure people out there. And they just need validation. Um, and if I can validate, I'll, I'll, I'll overvaluate. That's me, you know, because I'm like, you know what? In this session, regardless of what's happening in the world, it's going to be positive And you're going to be good after this. You will be. Just trust the um just trust the moment, just trust the, the the season of the session.
0: And just to clarify this, you can look quote poor or you can look rich and you still have the same issues.
1: Absolutely.
0: Am I enough? They don't validate me. I don't feel empowered. I'm not getting the love that I need. Mm-hmm. Do you subscribe to like the the five love languages? Yes. You've read that book, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That any value in that?
1: Absolutely. I use it with my my, my um couples. I use it with okay. my couples because they need to know how to love each other. They need to know what their love languages are. I think it's a really good book because it shows you even if you know it a little bit, it reminds you cuz I use it as a tool and mm-hmm. to help to, to help to identify with the couples, hey, the reason she's not good with this is because you're not doing it this way. The reason he's not good with this is because you're not doing it that way. So if you're able to like combine and do it this way, hey, Let's see how that works. And they become the, the, they become the um, individuals to try it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is not working for you. We'll try another system. But I use as many tools as I can, anything, because I don't just use one tool for, for one couple or this couple. I use various tools because every couple, person, everyone is different.
0: So here's a good question. You are a African-American female doctor. <laughs> and from other, I had a woman series over the summer. And one thing I heard a lot was, Hey Boo. Hey honey. You're like, no, I'm not Boo. I'm not honey. I'm Dr. So and so and I'm a dentist. I don't We're not going to get coffee. We're not going anywhere. Else. And it's Dr. Holder. Do you experience any of that type of stuff? And do you have any like mindsets or, or <laughs> tricks to stop it and set yourself apart? Like, this is who I am. Respect this.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't know. Again, it's so funny. But My first One of my first gigs after um, I got my doctorate, um, they were very respectful. It was was always doctor this, doctor that. So I never really had that at the beginning. But then I switched locations and I got into another um, job situation. And I guess they were very common based with how they spoke with everyone. But because I was the only one doing what I was doing and I was the only one that Had to, for me, I knew I had to have that boundary up for my own safety, number one, my own, uh, just, just the way the system was set up for just my own safety, my own just title. I just needed that to be a part of that and seeing my clients to have that like separation. Mm. It was it was like frowned upon a little bit like who do you think you are? And it wasn't even about who do I think I was. I'm like, that's my professional name, that's my business name. When I have worked at hospitals or schools or just different areas, like that's the that's the culture I come from. It's 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 just a respect. It's Mr., Mrs. If you're a doctor, doctor. That's it. Nothing nothing big, nothing but you could tell that because of what I looked like, it was like even with that, it was like, Oh, you have that? Oh, you oh, you and I realized, and I didn't realize I would have been dealing with it, but yeah, I deal with a little bit of discrimination, just a little bit at times. And I, did, I, don't, I don't know if you call it reverse ageism, where like, because you, you're young, um, you're not respected You look too
0: young to be a doctor. Right,
1: right, right. So is that you reverse? don't have enough
0: life experience.
1: Right. Is that reverse, or is, this, is that just ageism, or that's just not, am I getting it right?
0: I guess it'd be young person ageism versus old people ageism. Right.
1: <laughs> so I, I didn't <laughs> even know. You're too
0: old to do this job. I
1: didn't even know what. And I'm like, wow. And then the fact that I'm a woman, you know, and then it it, it really showed me that um, there's a lot of individuals that look at me and they're like, oh, wait, you're actually a doctor, really? And looking at me like, like they wouldn't say you need to validate that or you need to confirm that. But you, you see it because, again, as a as a as a counselor, you assess people. It's just naturally it is what it is. And you see that energy and you're like, really? So you just keep it moving. You know, you, you know, you, you stay professional, you um, correct people. And after a while they they get it and they, and they, and, they, and they're respectful. But at the beginning stages up, but it was a little um, tiring because it's almost like, I don't have to prove anything to you. You know, this is it. My degree is on the table. I worked really hard for this. I go hard for my clients. I'm not playing. You can't just call me doctor holder that's a pro- wow that's a problem that I didn't I think that's your your problem <laughs> because I've been professional right. all this way. So, yeah, I get, I have gotten it here and there and I still get it here and there, but it's getting a little bit better um as I have been in the field and people are starting to know me and getting that so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's interesting cuz you're in the New York New Jersey area. Mm-hmm. Is it New York City kind of?
1: Yeah, yeah, New York City and I'm New York I'm I'm in New York and Jersey. I'm in both.
0: See, that would that would, I would expect that more in the middle and in the south, but it seems like the coast would be very much more like. It's yes, ma'am. You know, doctor. Is, this
1: no, no, no. I hear you, but what I think what it is is it's not, and I. It's so funny. There's not a lot of me's going around. That's the best I could say. They're are, they are respectful, but but not looking like me. I don't know how to how else to explain that, and so no, that's and, good. Yeah. So when so and I didn't get it at first because. When I, you know, because I, I, um, growing up, like I knew my, my father and my brother, they dealt with that heavily as, as black men in in the United States. And so I grew up seeing that and my cousins and my uncles, you know, dealing with racism and all of that. So, but, but I never really saw that or dealt, no, I never dealt with that personally because honestly, black females for the most part do deal with it but not as much I'll say as um, the black black men in in the United States. And so when I got a little taste of it, I'm like, "Ouch." And the thing is, I didn't even like it's so funny. Like you just know you were wrong, but the way it happened, you didn't realize cuz you're like, "Wait, I don't want you you're like, I don't want to play the race card. That's not me. I don't think that's <laughs> you, you know, you you try to be political. I like, yes. no, didn't mean it that way." But then you start seeing, "Oh, wait, they're 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 doing this with, you know, my uh, other con- counterparts and they're not doing that with me or, you know, they're saying this to, you know, and you see the differences. And you're like, Oh, it is that. And then, you know, you confirm it with other people because you're like, you don't want to be like, Oh no, it's this. And it's not. Cause that's what I do. I can- yeah. a lot. I don't want to just say, Oh, you, you're doing this just because I'm a very open person. I'm very, you know, open to everything, racist, everything. I don't, I'm um, racist. Very, um, I'm open to, you know, um, different races, different cultures. I'm very open like that. However, when certain things don't add up, it's like, oh, wait, that is what it is.
0: Maybe it is this. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I hate that. But that's what it is. And I had to learn to like almost like work around that and be positive even in that. Because it's almost like mm-hmm. you're really, really trying to bring my empowerment down here because now you're you're hitting me now. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to you but get my doctorate if you got a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, ever. However, I've learned to, you know, work around it, smile and say, no, it's Dr. Holder. I prefer this. Thank you. But it's Dr. Holder, not my first name. Thank you so much. But a smile and keep it moving because you know what it is. But you know what? That's your issue. It's not mine. I know who I am. I know who I what I worked hard for. And that's my spiel with that,
0: you know. Well, I hope to have a male african-american doctor i'm not getting a lot of return calls yet okay so we'll see
1: okay. Okay. we'll see how
0: that plays out because i know
1: they've been through it they're as gonna well. have a, mm-hmm. a
0: unique situation yes. and i don't know yeah. that's just part of the culture and part of the the way the united states is right now and I
1: know. luckily
0: i think you're taking it good i mean you could be very angry Mm-mm. about it but
1: have you have you ever seen the quote? And I think they they, they they do a lot of shade towards counselors sometimes with these quotes. The quote says, oh. you know that you're a counselor when you don't get mad because you understand where the other person is coming from. <laughs> you get that? <laughs> like
0: <we> have- <laughs> Bless their heart. They don't even know.
1: <laughs> oh, when I saw that quote, you know, the, the, the memes, it's, it's a meme. And I was like. Yeah. Um, But it's so true because you're like, well, they really meant this. And that's what I was trying to do when it happened to me. Like, I try to rationalize, like, no, I can see where they're coming from. Maybe their background and, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm still judging you. I'm just not showing it.
1: Right,
2: right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I am excited to ask this question. People who are in college, maybe they're like a sophomore Maybe they just graduated and they're trying to figure out what to do. Maybe they're struggling. They've been in practice for a while, burning out, not making financially what they expected they were going to make. Any kind of advice or practical steps for all those types of people?
1: Well, um, I, again, I, I would revisit, you know, why is it that you became a counselor? Like, what was the expectation? Because obviously, when you get burned out on something, an expectation is not being met. There's something that went wrong within whether your th- thought process or the process of what you thought it was going to be. And so
2: mm-hmm.
1: I would have the conversation and ask those questions. And then I would say, is this, or is this your passion? Is this what you want to do? And then I would just really talk about who they work for. You know, what's called?
0: Cost- it could just be that.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Who's causing them this? Is it the agency? Do you, 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 may, may, you, you need to change the agency possibly? Because sometimes it's bad Because I've had a lot of calls, a lot of um, students asking me to be mentors to them, where they're like, you know, their current supervisor is just not doing it, and they're feeling really wronged and really, you know, messed up with mm-hmm. certain things. So I can't be a mentor to everyone. So I give them advice. I give them, you know, phone calls. We talk. You know, I, I don't, I don't charge anything. I just talk to them because I know what, what that feeling is, and so I try to encourage them to like just try to see if you can work with your supervisor, let your supervisor know your concern so that you, for you to do a better job, because when you're burnt out, your clients suffer. And if you're in this field to help, and that's why my first question is how passionate are you with this? Because says there is burnt out, burnout. But if you're stuck at your position, you have to speak to your supervisor, if possible, if you can do that. Well, if not, I would recommend maybe starting to maybe, you know, look for something else. Because if you're burned out because of an agency, there's not much you can do unless you leave because it it's just happens that way. But if it's a supervisor situation, then having that you know, one-on-one, hopefully a supervisor's understanding to understand how to help you. Because as a supervisor, they should have tools to help you cope with the burnout to help the clients. Typically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you don't like substance abuse, that doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. Just stop right. seeing those people.
1: Right. Because that's what I did. I went back to school. I still stayed in the job. I went back to school though, because I'm like, you know what? I want to do. I want to be a more holistic counselor. I want to be doing a lot more than just one thing or two things. And I went back to school, and you know, because that's what I would say too. If they need to go back to school as well, to just reframe again, hey, do that. Because um, I did that, and I am really, really flying. And I knew this is what was going to happen. I it really worked out well for me.
0: Do you ever get a client like type A, like super type A personalities for me? Sometimes they're frustrating because they want to know every little detail. And even when you answer it to me, I'm like, look, this is what you have. This is a bulge. You start answering their questions. And it's never enough. And sometimes you just have to go over their head, use big terms, and then they're satisfied. And they're like, all right, I trust you now. You're like, all right, okay. You just needed to hear mechanoreceptors. It blows your mind. Do you have any clients that you're just like, I need to escort you to another counselor because I don't like your style or the issues that you're dealing with? I just don't deal with this anymore. Is that allowed even?
1: Funny you say that. Okay. Well, that's why I do a screening process. For the most part, I take most of my clients. So are you speaking potential client or actual client?
0: Well, since you mentioned screening, that's a great way to not have (laughs) them to begin with. That was a great way to just say everything I said in one word. But once you have them, Mm -hmm. are you ever allowed to just like, fire them because they're so draining emotionally for you and you just can't deal with that type of person?
1: Well, how do I say this? I have, it's so interesting. I have a way of just getting straight to the point and being very blunt. I don't go around the issues. So I remember I had Mm -hmm. this client and they were very um, suspicious, like suspicious, you know, and they, they were like looking at my profile. This is what they told me. For the for the past six months, like should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Oh yeah, they were intense. And finally they did it, and they came to see me. So we we're talking, and they were going over the issues. They were going over the issues, and they're like, well, but what about this? And what about this? And I'm like, well, what about this? And what about that? So then they're like, so I'm making them think, because I'm like, you're not gonna put me in a box, honey. I've been doing this too long. We actually going uh-huh. we gonna have a conversation to the point where they're like, you're good. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get from them. Because I get in there. Like, don't 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 start it. Don't you start it? Because I'm gonna my main goal is to empower you. You're feeling low, mm-hmm. you're feeling off, you're feeling suspicious. We're gonna get to why you, you're feeling suspicious, why you're feeling low, what's going on behind it. And it's like not too much, but it's almost like they sometimes I've had clients leave like, Man, that was a workout, you know, because I get intense <laughs> with them because I'm like, you're not coming in here for fun and games. We 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 were working on some stuff here. We, we got to get you okay. We we going to be all right. I'm your partner in this. Let's do this. So the games and all that yeah. within that first mm, half an hour, mm, all right, what we doing? Because my goal is to help you. You came here to be helped, not to question me more. You, you went through all my profiles. You're waiting six months. Mu- what, what we doing? you you here, 45 minutes. Let's go. What's what's up? You know, because I don't like yeah. wasting people's time. Mm-mm. You're
0: like a parent who sees a kid lying. You're like, kid, I've got 30 or 40 years on you. Like, I know... What lie you're about to tell? I actually, mean everything that you could possibly think of. I could see. It. Actually
1: I wouldn't even say that. I would just be like, so why are you lying about this, this, this? I would just be straight oh, up. Snap. Yeah. Well why go through all of that? I have forty years. No, they don't they don't care about that. You get to the hit you get to the bottom of the, the main issue, and once you get to the bottom of the main issue, what are you gonna do? They have to tell the truth.
0: <laughs> Accept it or Yeah, exactly. Do you ever have to market yourself to Either get speaking gigs or to get new clients?
1: Actually, um, I have, I'm still working on it. I have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram and I have my Facebook page. And every day on my Twitter, Instagram and Facebook page, I always try to post inspirational quotes. I post my um, speaking engagements. I post um, what I spoke about. Some videos, sometimes about what I, what I speak about. Mm-hmm. I keep that going. The YouTube it's a little bit longer because with YouTube it has to be a little bit longer videos. You got to edit. Now I, I don't always have the time for it, but I have the videos to, to put it on YouTube. It's just oh, it could be a bit much at times. So the quick short videos or the quick you know quotes or whatever that I know that I know can inspire people, I put that on the those other channels that I do have. And so from those channels, people have DM'd me in regards to doing speaking engagements, conferences. Um, I have other, you know, um, colleagues that know of me and they would ask me to speak, you know, at their events kind of thing. And so, you know, I'm mm-hmm. getting around in that way. And I know that as I keep on promoting, which it's, it's looking really good, I'm getting more and more individuals checking me out, wanting me to be at their schools and different things like uh, of that nature for them. Um, in regards to empowerment and counseling and things of that nature.
0: Have you decided to uh, live stream on Facebook any counseling sessions?
1: Can't do that.
0: I'm just messing with you.
1: hip <laughs> uh, 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 That was a joke. If, uh, maybe in China uh, they can do, uh, China can do
0: that, right? In China they can do I can do anything in China. You can, <laughs> I was asking somebody. Somebody was kind of making a comment. I was like, wait, you can date your clients here? I was like, that's a problem. I was like, I'm going to stick with my American ethical board here but apparently there's no real uh but then again there could be and it's just one of those things that you should just know better but i mean i've seen doctors and patients get all up in their faces with each other like screaming i was like what and i'm just sitting back i'm like who's gonna punch first what did this patient do that this doctor is just going off oh my god or the other way around and i don't understand what they're saying but it's crazy i'm just like wow they're about to fist fight with each other oh my gosh that's happened maybe twice in three years. I'm not That's like, enough? it's not like a normal no. occurrence. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Wow. But I mean, somebody's, so, you know, patients can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, they're, a lot of people here are like very uneducated. Yeah. And so that kind of has their own. I never experienced that in America, like deep, like kids, people who've kind of stopped school in like fifth grade. Yeah. You know, in sixth grade and then kind of had to just find their way in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's an interesting, it's different. Mm hmm. What we take for adv- advantage of whenever you're you're dealing with the normal population, mm. who's you know all that kind of stuff. So anyway, but the YouTube, I like that idea because video is where it's at. They say these days, yeah. and based on what you're doing, I've already have pre- already pre-screened you. I can. How do you talk? How do you relate? What's your mindset on certain exactly. things? And it's like yes, check, check, check. Let's do okay. it. Hmm. Have you got any five year goals set for yourself, and how do you know if they're worthy of pursuing?
1: I so my YouTube channel because for me it's always about bigger goals. The YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, I started it because I can't reach the world by myself. I need a channel to do that. So one of my goals for YouTube is to continue to post videos more so of me speaking like this, that I'm speaking to you, more mm-hmm. so about just different topics that people need help in, in knowing. You're not gonna see me, but maybe through this you can see me, but also see that I have wise counsel and can be, maybe learn from some from me in in that way. I want to eventually travel um, internationally doing different speaking events and different speaking gigs because I travel already enough and um, I love traveling all over the world. I love it. It's amazing. For me, it's just really traveling, doing conferences, helping people, empowering the world (laughs) through uh, counseling, through uh, mental health, through my faith, through just through different areas just to help people get better with their lives that's my main thing because when people are good with their lives man the world is a happier place it really is because there's so much going Mm -hmm. on and if i can do if i can just be a little snippet to just hey boom sunlight i i want to be that so that's part of my five year like just just traveling the world teaching people talking to them about empowerment goals empowerment things what's going on with their lives and and going from there. So that's one of the main things with uh, my business I want to start I want to do.
0: Do you have any kind of niches that you're trying to break into? What do you mean? Like sports psychology or, you know, uh, family therapy, or you're the go to person for anxiety relief or anything like that?
1: It's funny. All that's great. I'm already doing some stuff for that. But I definitely want to. It's interesting. (laughs) You're gonna laugh. But I would like to like be like a sidebar counselor for celebrities because I have seen so much gunk like now that. okay, I don't know if you've noticed this this trend happening where I think within the last 10 years, I'll say celebrities have become more common where they're airing out more of their dirty laundry and you can see a lot of their anxiety you can see a lot of their depression you're seeing a lot of things they're doing and actions and i'm just like oh my gosh you just need someone to talk to don't talk to social media about this just keep that confidential and i feel for them because i'm like man like i would want to help them however of course they don't know me and celebrities are to the point where they're like look what do you want from me you you know like if you're coming to me you know now realizing that No, you just need help. And I really want to help you. So if I can get into the celebrity niche, oh my gosh, I would be, for me, I would be blessed because again, celebrities, they have a big platform, right? If Mm -hmm. they're good and they're okay, they can spread more positivity and more, again, back to my main goal, spreading positivity and empowerment around the world. And so for me, getting into the celebrity niche would be great. I want to say I'm very good with anxiety. Depression is pretty cool, but I'm really good with anxiety. Like, I love my anxiety clients for some reason. <laughs> they're just, they're always, they always have something for me. And I'm like, all right, you make me work harder. Thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> but I don't really have a specific niche at this point. I'm probably going to be more specific as I get um, older. But um, you know what? Relationships. I'll say relationships. I love love like I love seeing couples in love I love seeing them make something work I love seeing when they meet their right person and mm-hmm. it works for them and I love that I'm in, that and I'm, I love that I can be a part of that process and helping them get better um with each other because there's always there's always a solution to any couple it's 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 just do you want to do the work that's it and if you're able
0: that's to, a lot of work sometimes
1: that's what I'm saying you, it, it, it's about the work so you can choose not to and you can choose to, but choose something. Don't be in the middle because that's always the worst. And so relationships is one thing that I would definitely want to go heavy, more heavily into um, as I get older. But um, at this point, I'm just, taking them, in, I'm just taking, taking them in and just really helping everyone as I can um, as a counselor.
0: Two questions. As far as, say, relationships, do you recommend pre-marriage counseling? Absolutely. To get a basis?
1: Absolutely. But then, again, there's a part B to that or part two to that. Get premarital counseling, but get the one that makes sense. There's some premarital counseling that is so light. What was the point? Get the intense yeah. one. Get the one that's going to get you, make you uncomfortable. Because marriage is no joke. You have to, people don't understand. They're like, oh, I get this a lot. This is from this is to your other question, what's the, the typical uh, things people uh, say or something like that. I'll say this for relationships. Okay. So I get the, um. well, when we're married, it's all going to work itself out.
0: Womp, womp.
1: Yes! That's the worst. I mean, when I heard I'm like, but why would you think so? Marriage magnifies, like, to the quadruple power. A
0: kid will bring us together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, now. Come on, now. So,
0: when I heard uh... this stuff, I'm
1: like, no, It ma- marriage magnifies any issue or problem you may have in the relationship together. It just magnifies it more. So, so I tell my couples, try to work through most of all the issues you have. Again, you're not going to get everything, but get the majority in there. Do that work. So when you get married, when it does come up, it's not like oh a surprise or shock. You see what I'm saying? And so with that, I tell my couples all the time, be easy with this marriage thing. Hold on, don't rush. Just just be easy. Be careful. Do you you, you just want you just want to do it right the first time, you know? Cause divorce is no joke either. It's rough, it's a lot of tears. The please just do it right the first time. Do the work beforehand to do it and you're gonna you be okay. But just do the work. Yes. So premarital counseling, the intense one. Is very good to have, and I do have that on my on my website as well. I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. Oi!
0: I tell you, I was, you know, the, the ex wife here was like, hey, maybe we should have a kid. I was like, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to get our relationship on an A plus plane before we thought about children.
2: Exactly. I was like, exactly.
0: We're not gonna have that. Mm-hmm. that. All I know is it's supposed to make things worse.
1: Yes, it's kids, kids. Oh.
0: What about these celebrities? Do you think they always... and it was just like hidden that they had depression and all these these issues that they have, or is it like a new thing where the me- the media is just always in your face, always trying to mess with you, so that there's no if they had a problem, it's amplified. Like when Bieber started going crazy, the media amplified it, and you're like, the dude's 19 or whatever it was. It's like he's just being 19. Why are you guys making it so much worse than it seems? Any anything? Any thoughts on that? Is it yeah, getting worse or good.
1: yeah, but social media, yeah. But I think it's both. You know, I think that if you had underlying depression issues or underlying um, situations in your life, if you are, if it's exposed on a regular, bigger platform, it will get worse. It's just what it is because we're mm-hmm. your supports. Um, a lot of celebrities don't have a lot of supports. They have been betrayed. They have had a lot of issues with different people. They've been betrayed, betrayed, betrayed. That's the biggest thing. And so it's like, who do you trust? Who do you trust? And so when you see that, and then the media, you, you this is the first time you're in media, you just become like an overnight celebrity. Like that in itself, because you have to always deliver, that's the pressure is is intense. Mm-hmm. And that can make you very depressed. And so I would say both. I would say media as well as maybe underlying depression or anxiety beforehand. I would say both in regards to making it worse for um, some celebrities in regards to mental health.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Because we see abuse too. Absolutely. We Absolutely. we see... You know, I could think of a couple of people that come to mind mm-hmm. in the news that where they hit people and hit women and things like that, and you're like, That's not okay. Yeah. You yeah. can you can get help for that, so you yeah. stop it. But okay. As far as your profession, where do you see it going in five years?
1: I see it becoming what I'm noticing from my last ten years, I've been doing this twenty years, I've been doing this a long time. A uh, the last That 15, long? Ten to fifteen years. Fifteen I've been doing this fifteen years, fifteen, yeah.
0: You do look young, Dr. Holder. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, I've been doing this for a while. And so when I first came into it, it, was, it wasn't it new. It was never, it wasn't, when I came in, it wasn't new. It was, it was there, the counseling profession, psychology, all that. But there was a, still a freshness to it. Still like, oh, you got to see the psychologist or the counselor because you're crazy kind of thing. What I'm noticing now, again, not today, but I'm seeing for the next five years that, People are now seeing counseling not as you're crazy. Right. I'm, I'm now seeing a turn where like people are now seeing it. Oh, I need help because the pressure and the immense situations are getting so bad that they're desperate. So now, do the desperation, mm. they're now looking for counselors. Okay, because the guy, the, the 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 client I told you about that looked at me looked me up for six months and was wasn't sure whether or not to go to a counselor. That was a guy. I'm noticing a lot more guys um are reaching out. Um but when it comes to relationships, I'm noticing a lot more guys are reaching out for their relationship than their girlfriends. Before it was a switch. It was usually the women coming after counseling for their relationships or themselves. I'm seeing guys now. Yes, I'm noticing the, the 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 shift. So five years further, I think that counseling and that stigma maybe decreased a little bit. You know, whereas now you, know, you just don't see a counselor for crazy. You know, you see a counselor to talk to someone about things. So I'm seeing that happening um with, with what I'm seeing. Uh, as of the, yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. i would love to see that because i think it's always a hidden oh you were seeing a counselor
1: right like, yeah. yes
0: yeah i was seeing a counselor can i confide in you that i'm seeing a counselor like yeah why why is it so weird that's yeah. not you know and it helps uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean I, i'm sure you exactly like what you just said it'd be nice to not have any stigma where yeah. people are like oh i'm going to the dentist mm-hmm. and i got my counselor session two hours afterwards it's mm-hmm. a it's a me day mm-hmm we will going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. Are you able to take vacation? And if you don't take enough, how could you take more?
1: Oh, listen. Mm, mm, mm. I travel, dude. I travel. I love traveling. I, I have to travel. I've been traveling for a while. Uh, when I travel, I take a couple days off. I take... Um, It freaks out my clients, but I give them homework to do (laughs) because I can't be with you all the time. But, um, yeah, I travel. That's my main thing. I travel. I dance. um, I sing. What else do I do? Mm. I'm still learning to play the piano, still learning that. But I keep myself outside of the counseling in a different, in in the artistic and and traveling world.
0: What kind of singing and dancing are you doing?
1: So, um, I do liturgical, lyrical dancing. So, I dance with flags and, and, and I dance with, I do modern dance um i have ballet movements involved in there sometimes i sing uh-huh. opera songs i have a show coming up in december yeah um i'm singing at a concert there um what else am i doing How oh <laughs> oh i i do, um latin ballroom showcases i had my last one in i think september or august i think i think i have another one coming up um next year sometime but yeah like dance
0: with I, the stars type something stuff like
1: that <laughs>
0: that's impressive
1: so I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy myself because life is, I feel like life is, you know what it is? Um, I appreciate my clients and their life reminds me of, um, the blessings I do have, their lives. And I'm just so thankful, mm-hmm. um, for the life I have because life is so short and things happen so quickly. And it's like you take advantage of everything. So I didn't do these things always, but, um, I now do them even more so on a regular basis. And I'm just so, so thankful that I, you know, I I got the opportunity to do something that's different and outside, you know, of my comfort zone.
0: That's awesome. That should be inspiring (laughs) for people. Empowering, if you will. Having, you kind of mentioned this, but anything else that preoccupies your mind, whether that may be kids or hobbies or volunteering? Oh,
1: um, I want to eventually volunteer at schools, um, like middle Uh schools, to empower them and to talk. Wait, actually, I did that. Wait a minute. Hold on. I have to think back. Hold on. I do career days sometimes at different schools and they're like, really impressed and they're like oh my gosh because I look really young (laughs) and so when I speak with them they're looking at me I Mm -hmm. can tell the kids looking at me like she's really doing all this and how can I get what she's in because she seems really good doing it and I I'm I'm African American because a lot of the schools are like in inter inner inner city schools yes and so I go and I look like them and they're like wait is she successful?" and you see it in their eyes and so I want to do more of that I I love inspiring kids and it's just inspiring people but kids and you see the light in their eyes and they're like, oh my gosh, like I look like, you look like me. So that means I could be successful too. That's such a blessing to even like, cause I don't see my, see for me, I don't see myself as oh this big deal. Yeah. No, I just want to help and inspire people. But when I see that, like, wow, look at you, I'm like, I'm just humbled. I'm just humbled by the fact that I had the opportunity to speak to you. And if you're blessed by that, Hey, you, you, you take that and run. Here's my card, you know, email me. I can inspire you continually. Let's, let's go, you know? With the children,
0: that's one of the underlining. You know, if you have goals for a for a, you know a special series on a podcast, like that's kind of one of the goals is you don't see and you don't hear a lot of African American doctors. It's just like maybe that can inspire a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Like you know, they see a whole string of familiar yes, faces. And like wait, what are what are these people? Yes. So normally, I just see white dudes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why, you know, President Obama, when he was president, it was such a big deal. And I don't know if you saw the picture of this little boy. Um, I, I think it's in one of the, it was on Facebook. But um, the little boy wanted to touch President Obama. He's a, he's a, he's an African-American little boy. And he asked the president, can I touch your hair? And when he did, he goes, like, it's just like mine. He just wanted to see, like, that is big. Wow. You're the president of the United States. Like, that's huge. That's humbling. Wow.
0: Like, are no. you really actually a black guy? Is this really you?
1: Yeah, right. You, you, you're like me. You know, it's it's so, it's real. It's really real.
0: That's wild.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, you don't ask people to touch their hair. That's completely racist. No, don't That's do that. <laughs> racist, by the way. If anybody ever thought about doing that, don't do it.
1: Oh, my gosh. So uh, unprofessional. So unprofessional. No.
0: <laughs> do you have a homework life balance? Um, Sounds like you do, but working maybe not on
1: it. I work. I work really hard, but I do. Uh, that's where the travel comes in. Where I'm like, you know what? It's getting to be a bit much. I'm booking something to leave,
2: uh-huh. or
1: I do my my dancing or my singing uh, once or twice a week. Sometimes during the week to just get you know to just, just, just focus, Because when I'm doing that, I can't think about anything but that. And that's why I like doing it so much because you're so focused on the movement or the right you know voice, the, vo- the way the way the vocal the, your vocals are going. You're focusing on the words of the song. You know, it's just different, from, completely different from what you're you're doing on a regular basis. So that, I love that. A lot. So, Yeah, and then I have my family. I hang out with, which is great, and we have a good time. And you know, I just try my best to like balance it all. Not not every time it's balanced, but it's it's it works for right now. I'll say
0: that's good. How do you keep the love alive and feel connected with a spouse or significant other?
1: Well, um, you have to go to you have to go on dates because if it's okay. So if you have children. You have to you have to have a date night and the date night doesn't necessarily have to be going out, but communicating with each other, looking into each other's eyes, just remembering, like, why did you guys meet up? Like feeling that love again, because it's always there. You know, the kids, the bills, all that kinds of that. That's dead, dead, the feeling a little bit or deadens the feeling a little bit. But if you can have that reconnection, that once or two times a, a week or something with, with your mate, you just make it a really, really cute thing. You know, get a get a babysitter. I don't know, just just get it. Because my thing is this: if you don't take care of yourself and your mate, your family is is your family is going to be all all over the place. Like I never forgot, I was looking at the view it was, and Kelly Clarkson, um, she said that her and her husband, they ha- they how, how she said it, I, I, for, I I'm paraphrasing it, but basically she said that. Her and her husband commuting with each other, like 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 being together, having their date nights and whatever, that's the oxygen that keeps the family together. And she made reference to the plane. When you're on the plane, they say you have to put your mask on first, and then you have to help the other person. Her putting her mask on first is her and her husband being good and being all right and being connected to so the children, which is the other mask, you know, can be okay. And the family can go go together because it started with the two of you. It can't just be kids, kids, this, this, but no, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's go back to what, where it started. And once you do that, it will flow, but you have to flow with each other first. You can't just not flow with each other. And the main thing is not flowing. Where's the water coming from? What are we doing? So date nights are very, very important. If you have any problems or anything, it's better not to go to family, but to go to a third party because family have them have a moment of not forgetting. Mm-hmm. And you don't, in your marriage, do not tell your single friends anything. They're blessings, great, but do not tell them anything about your mental problems. Go to another married couple, which is out of friends in that way, or again, a third party in that way, depending on how your situation is set up. But again, you have to protect your marriage because, again, not everyone wants your marriage protected. So you have to be, you and your husband, you and your husband or your wife or your spouse, whomever, have to be that protection for the marriage. You know, you you guys are in your own little ball. As soon as you said yes and I do to each other, you're in your own little ball and everyone else is around it. And you got to yeah. protect that.
0: Well, I noticed I even lost some friends going through a divorce. It mm-hmm. was like, wait, we were buddies. What, what just happened? And mm-hmm. it wasn't like they picked me versus her. It was like, mm-hmm. I think they're like, mm, that might rub off. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Whatever's going on, I yeah.
0: don't want to be. We don't want to be a part of that. And you're like, wow, okay. Well, that sucks. I enjoyed your company. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yes, it's truth. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have any kind of morning or lunch routine that grounds you and gets you excited for the rest of the day? Wait, food? No, like a morning routine.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, hmm.
0: It's very it's very popular these days. Like everybody's like, well, I have a very structured routine every morning. And I'm like, okay, well, let's let's ask people that because I don't really have a good lunch routine. I got a lunch routine. I don't have a morning routine. Just curious.
1: Uh, I just make sure to have breakfast in the morning because if I don't have breakfast in the morning, I will. That's why I said um, food because I'm like that's every I have to eat breakfast because, like I said, I work hard. And when I work hard, that means that I, well, for me, I, I I used to forget to eat. Back in the day, I would work hard, college, whatever. Like I'm eating, I'm going so hard that like I'm not eating, and I and I'm not starving myself. I don't. It, it wasn't intentional. It's just that I have to get this paper done, and then I'm like, wait, my stomach feels funny. So I have to eat, but it's like midnight, and I didn't realize I didn't eat for the whole day. But then as I got, as I've gotten older, I realized you cannot do that. You have to be better with your yourself, okay? Because your body, you, I always tell people. When you take care of your body, it takes care of of you. And so when you're young, you can get away with a lot. (laughs) But as you get older, you'll feel it. So I make sure that I have to eat breakfast every morning unless I'm doing some fast or something or whatever, I have to have my breakfast every morning. Um, and I try to have lunch throughout the day as well, just to keep myself continually balanced. Because I know how I am. I can go hard, but I have to literally push myself to like, okay, no, you have to eat now. Here, here it is. You got to take care of yourself and you got to go for it. So for me, it's food. Being routine with eating food on a regular basis because it gives you energy and it helps yeah. you to stay alert as to what you need to do.
0: Definitely the brain. Do you eat um a lot of carbs or you eat like nuts and like healthy fats or anything like throughout the day to... Keep the energy level up? It depends on the
1: day. It, it depends on the day. day. I try to have my big old water bottle with me. Indeed. Um, that throughout the way uh, throughout the day.
0: What kind of fasting are you doing?
1: Oh, like, I hate not say.
0: I, I, uh, I'm into that. I'm interested in it I've been doing it for like the last month. So I'm just kind of curious.
1: Oh, no, I don't regularly do it. I'm saying if I, I get into that oh. sometimes, like, you know, if I'm focused on something or whatever, like, so, for example, like, I'm, i um, <laughs> I am. I'm religious. I, I'm very highly in my faith. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, in getting closer to God and going forward in that way, you know, you want to fast something. It doesn't have to be food necessarily. It could be TV or you fast from things that you normally would do, you know, just to just to spend time with prayer and reading the word and all of that. And so
0: 100 percent agree. Oh,
1: <laughs> so when I um have done that in the past. Um, it has been very helpful. There's a purpose to it. I'm not just starving myself. There's, you know, there's a purpose to it. So that's sometimes what I do at times. I haven't done it in a long time, though. It's been a while. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, when I did do that with the fasting, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my wife one time about it, and she wanted to do, it They think, Pihu or Pichu or something like that. And it's like, where Ooh. they fast for seven days? And yeah,
1: uh-uh. They not get all the benefits.
0: Physically, mm. biochemically, and you know, all that kind of thing. Wow! And I was talking to her. and I was like, "Hey, you want to make this kind of a, you know, because we're both Christians. Like, hey, you want to make this sort of like a Christian thing too? To have Ooh. a, we could pray about things and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And it was a new concept because she really hadn't ex- explored that before. And oh, um, yeah, yeah, I was like, there's a whole other aspect of this that we could incorporate, really? in not just feeling hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Last questions. You ready? Yes, sir. I've been so gracious with your time. Any favorite books, blogs, or podcasts that you secretly love, and uh, and some that you would actually recommend for others?
1: Oh, okay. I I'm a big romantic heart, romantic, romance, romantic. Is that what it is? And I love my Christian novels. They they have um. It's it's. I I like romance novels. I like reading those because it's just different and um. It's light for me. I have to listen to and. Look at light things. So, it, so whether it's like books or TV programs or movies, they have to be light. Like like for entertainment, I can't look at horror movies. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Mm. Can't do like I, I just can't do certain movies anymore. Like so, I'm like light, happy uh movies. I'm a big movie buff. So um, okay, I'm a I'm a big nerd. Understand this. So I'm a huge superhero, Marvel comic, you know, DC comic.
0: Rightfully uh, so. <laughs>
1: I love all of it. Cause it's clean. It's clean and it's 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 good action. And they don't make that as much anymore. They don't. And so that's why I look at I look at it because it's a good storyline. It's funny. I can look at it with my family, you know, and it's really fun. And um, I grew up with that. So to see it from the comic books and the cards to the, the live uh movie is an amazing experience. I mean they mess it up a lot, but that's besides the point, is the positivity. Oh, I can go in. <laughs> it's a yeah. the people they're trying to do so I can understand that so I'm really big on that Star Trek you know big, big yeah big big, 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 big Trekkie fan Star Wars here you go Dark Vader yes yes sir
0: <laughs> um, watch out
1: mm-hmm. I'm a big movie buff I love movies and I enjoy them very much with books like I like mysteries and things like that but mostly you know nice romantic light light romantic you know Christian novels you know where they wait on the Lord and all that good stuff <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny.
1: So, you know, because in this world it's it's so um it's so rough like they they make love so harsh. They they twist it, you know, and and I see with the I see it in my clients and how women have been hurt by men and I'm like, my novels don't do that. They're happy and 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 they they work it out and and they love the lord and <laughs> And They're good, and they get married, and they're happy for years to come. And darn it, that didn't happen. with so me. They're not
0: hyper-sexualized in these or, Christian yes, novels.
1: No, it's really clean. Again, my 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 big thing: clean, good, fun. That's my main thing with anything that I'm into or I watch, or you know, because because for me, if I'm empowering you, I have to be positive myself. I can't be low or anything. So I'm really big on what I, I what enters into my mind, who I speak to. Like honestly, I can say that. If anybody was to call me on my phone, I can smile and, 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 and pick up the phone and, 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 and um, speak to them because I pretty much got rid of um, well, whether it's time or whatever, I pretty much got rid of all the drama you know, out of my life over the years, because I'm like, if I'm going to be this empowering counselor doing what I have to do, I can't have people in my life draining me uh, on a consistent Mm. basis. I can't have that. I need to be healthy. How am I going to be healthy for my clients? I have to be healthy with them. So balance. So all those questions you asked were great with balance and all of that, because you need those things to help you be better for yourself and your clients.
0: And it would seem if you're already going to be every day involved with all this heavy emotional stuff from other people, as a counselor, you got to find a way to brush that off at the end of the day. Right. And it makes sense that, you know, whether it was a Christian thing or whether it was, you know, not Christian but the same topics. Yeah. You might want fluffier, mm-hmm. happier stuff because you're like, no, I deal with so much bull all day. I can't go home and just watch it as well.
1: Yeah. Something has to give. Yeah, like Lifetime movies. I try to stay away from too real. Too real.
0: <laughs> oh they are aren't they woo, woo, they probably have you guys I on like, like retainer for those, huh they probably have you guys on retainer uh, what's the craziest stories give me the top three <laughs> craziest stories you've had this year
2: awesome. oh my gosh
0: Best sellers. Mm-mm. all right our last question what your favorite phone app and it could be business or pleasure
1: oh my gosh i'm so <laughs> so there's this app i just got i mean i haven't because it's it got it addictive so i had to stop i'm like okay when stuff starts getting a little addictive, i'm like nope can't do it it's wasting my time so there's this app called um oh my gosh what is it called it's like a where like you you dress your model so <laughs> it's such a girly oh gosh. yeah i know <laughs> and you 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 get the i forgot what it's called um because again I, I i i put it on you know how you don't put um you have apps on your phone face but then you have apps underneath your phone like you have to like swipe to like get to them so because uh-huh. it's getting addictive i'm like I, I gotta put it behind so i can't see it you know i'm so far so i so, so, forgot what it was called what it's called um i forgot what it's called but the point is
0: this is android phones right
1: yeah android yeah it's not because apple you guys don't do that right so Mm -hmm.
0: no i quit i quit apple
1: (laughs) so android yeah so you can change the hair but actually it gives you like a description of it gives you like a um it gives you like a clue as to how you should dress the person and depending on if you um if you do it right you know, you get points, you get bonus points, you get all these things. So you have to dress from the from the head all the way to the toes, like the person and, and what the storyline is of the person. So it's really it's not just you dressing up someone. It's a, it's a purpose behind it. So huh. one app, I silly, but I let that. And um, you know, Facebook, I, I'm on Facebook here and there. What else? Instagram, I'm, I'm always on Instagram. Twitter here and there, but um, those are some of the some of the apps that I um.
0: It's always a fun question because some people have like. It's my favorite productivity app. This is my favorite video game, or you know, whatever. Some people have like a real quirky. You know, you find some apps and you're just like, "Wow, what is that? That's amazing! I have to go download it right now." So,
1: <laughs> I'm a girly well, girl, so you know.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Where can people reach you for more information?
1: Well, my website is www.higherlifepathways.com that's my website. It's higherlifepathways.com with an S and you can know about me. You can read up on me. You can, um, see, you know, my numbers, my uh, locations. If you want to book me, you can definitely give me a call. All my information is on that website. Uh, my Instagram, uh, some of my information is on my Instagram page, Dr. Holder underscore HLP, the same for Twitter, uh, my YouTube channel, I do have it under Higher Life Pathways. Um, also, my Facebook page on Higher Life Pathways. And all those pages right, will have all my information, my phone numbers, my locations, everything. And in, in, in and also inspirational messages for you. So you can definitely check those out. Like my page. Subscribe. We'd would, would appreciate that as well. But yes, sir, that's where you can reach me.
0: Do you do any telecounseling, Skype counseling?
1: Mm-hmm, I'm starting that. I'm starting that up. I'm starting that, uh, probably in the next, within the next year. Um, I just, uh, secured a platform to do that because I'm going to be taking this international more so because I actually started dipping a little bit in the international, um, flavor with, um, through another platform. I was able to counsel people, you know, in, in Paris, in Europe, just different places or whatever. And I know I want to ex- expand that more, but I've been in, getting so many clients that, uh, it's the timing. To even do that because it's time so it's it's a good it's a good problem to have and i'm very thankful for it i just have to like balance it and stabilize a little bit more before going into that so within the next year yeah i'm already already started started setting up with my platform my video platform and my chatting platform as well and i soon to come out and i'll probably post that on my website as well
0: all right and so it's october mm-hmm. 2017 for those who are listening when we recorded this so in case you hear this a year and a half later and i'm still podcasting <laughs> you know <laughs> that she is on board hopefully and you can give her a call All right. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a great hour.
1: Yeah. Awesome. You are awesome. So much. It was a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Dr. Holder, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you get those tele sessions going on internationally. That's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for all your tips on relationships on, I would like to say getting out of your own way and sharing those stories, like the kid with the president and at the schools and people getting that, that in their eyes, like, wow, I can do this too that is empowering that is encouraging and i like it a lot show notes can be found at a doctor's slash four six travel tip coming up next I've got some new things to talk about. Of course, you can always review us. Give us that five-star review on wherever you listen. But I got four new t-shirts. You know, there's chiropractors, some of them that just like to adjust. There's some like me who do rehab and, you know, decompression and cold laser, things like that. And we call us straights versus mixers. So I created some mixed tour shirts. Uh, they're supposed to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. Hope you like them. Also, the Atlas, I removed the DINs. So therefore, check that out. Maybe you'll like that better. Today's Choice is Tomorrow's Health Book. Version 2.0 is now out. We got nerve stretches, optimal calorie counter calculators, a section on fasting, and a big old section on how to budget and try to get your financial life in order. All the things that I talk about all the time. It's over 100 extra pages, so get it now. Bonus, my new hot off the presses book. Needless acupuncture, self-treatment guide for 40 common conditions is finally finished. It's been a in the works for quite a while. Stop the hurting with no needles or meds. Your roadmap to self-treat your conditions painlessly with needless acupuncture. It's got pictures. It has descriptions. It has, of course, the conditions. And I plan to have video tutorials soon. Just go to the website and check it out. Also on the website, look on the top right. All the social media icons are right there. Whichever you like to follow me on, click that button and say hello. Priceline. Have you used it before? Name your own price. That is our travel tip today. I've done it many a times. You just pick the star you like, put in a price, typically below what they they suggest, and typically you'll get it. You don't know what you're going to get until you get it. But hey, a four star is a four star, and you get to pick the region you want. Some people definitely don't want to do it. I enjoy it. It's kind of fun. Spice things up a little bit. Give it a shot. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on adoctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclare, giving you A Doctor's Perspective.